Welcome to our Good Friday service. Let's begin with prayer. Holy Jesus, we are here. We stand beside your cross like Mary, your mother, and the faithful women, and John, whom you asked Mary to claim. And we wait for your word to us. Claim us. You are here. Speak to us in your ever-speaking voice. Speak again through your Holy Spirit. For us, it is not yet finished. We are here. You are here. Holy Jesus, speak. For those of you that know me, I'm not really into blood and surgery and that kind of stuff. I've had some friends that like to watch documentaries where they do actual surgeries. That's not my thing. But I was there for the births of both my daughters. I wasn't there to watch. I was there for my wife. So I didn't need to see all the all the details of the birth. I was up at the head with my wife holding her hand. I was there for my wife, not for the graphics. I'm also not into death. I do have to officiate funerals and stuff, but... I'm not like some person who wears black all the time and is into death. But I was there for the death of my friend. I sat in the hospital with my friend for days. And at one point, she was sleeping and... She started having grand mal seizure. So I, I buzzed the nurse really quick, and and the nurse came in and immediately into our IV injected some anti-seizure medication, and my friend just kept seizing. And so I was waiting for the nurse to give her some more. Um, eventually the nurse did give her another shot into her IV and she kept seizing. Now this medication that was getting put into the IV is something that's actually supposed to work immediately to stop a seizure. And so I didn't say anything but I was pleading with my eyes with this nurse going, well why aren't you giving her more medicine? And then I noticed the nurse was looking at the clock because she could only give this medication at most every 10 minutes. And so she was watching the clock so that if she seized for 10 minutes, she could give her another shot. 
And I noticed that because the nurse got a few minutes, you know, when there's about a minute to go, she got the next hypodermic needle ready and had it stuck in the IV. And then when that second hand got right at 12, she injected it third time. And so I started this watch with the nurse. I'd hold the hand of my friend as she was in this seizure. And it got to the point where the nurse wasn't waiting for that 10 minutes to get prepped because this seizure just kept going and going and going. And so after 10 minutes passed, she'd inject the medicine and then she would immediately get another hypodermic needle ready and have it in the IV and would just be waiting for that second hand so she could inject it. I watched the clock and I watched my friend have seizures for an hour and 20 minutes. That wasn't fun to watch. But I was there for the death of my friend. And as we come to Good Friday, I asked myself, would I have been there for the death of Jesus? Probably not. It's not just that I don't like blood or that I don't like death, although those are certainly reasons. But of all Jesus' followers, and he had hundreds, and of all Jesus' apostles, of which he had 12, and of his closest apostles, of which he had three, you know Only five of Jesus' followers were there. Of his closest three, only one was there. He was standing far off at first. Of the five people that were there, four of them were women. So that being there are close relatives of Jesus. Blood relatives. I probably wouldn't have been there. Tonight, we worship at the foot of the cross of Jesus. And we are here to receive what he gives. John 19:25 Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. His mother and his mother's sister, his two close relatives, Mary the wife of Clopas, also known as uh, Alpheus. And Mary Magdalene. They were the ones who were there.
tonight we are here. John chapter 19, verse 26 says, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple he loved standing there, he said to his mother, woman, here is your son. Behold your son. John, the gospel writer here, intentionally leaves the words of Jesus open-ended. Even though at the time, I'm sure he clearly understood what Jesus wanted of him. In saying, behold your son, woman, here's your son, Jesus gives Mary a new son. He says, look at John. See, a woman at this time in this culture would need a man to protect her rights and her ability to live And so the disciple that Jesus loved, John, is also at the cross. And he lets Mary know that John will be the one to care for her. He lets Mary know that John will be the one there to comfort her in this time. And this is similar to how Jesus stated earlier to his disciples that he would send the Holy Spirit to him in his absence. John fourteen sixteen, Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper or another comforter that he may be. This gives Mary a new son. Look at John. But Jesus also Jesus is also saying, look at me. Jesus is on the cross. He's been brutalized and he's dying. Yet even in her grief, Jesus is letting Mary know that she can take comfort in his death. You know, sometimes we say, Uh, in the death of a loved one because they are no longer suffering. And that's true. At least they're not suffering anymore. But that's not what Jesus is talking about here. He's not saying, look at me, I'm soon I won't be suffering anymore. See, Mary can take comfort in the death of Jesus because by his death forgiven. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening of our well-being fell on him, and by his scourging we are healed. And 1 John 2, 2. He himself is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. Jesus, or Mary, can take comfort in the death of Jesus. You 
you know, I've experienced times, and maybe you have too, where the dying give comfort to the living. It doesn't happen infrequently where someone is in the process of dying and maybe they've been unconscious for a while and then they wake up and they start talking and they are totally coherent and they begin to talk to their family and they speak their loves of wor- the words of love and exhortation and comfort to their family. That's Jesus on the cross. As Mary has been told, behold your son, both John and Jesus, Mary knows that she will be taken care of in this life and the next. And the same promise is for me and for you if I see the Son in faith. we will be taken care of in this life and the next. As we prepare to take the Lord's table, we need to remember that this is a moment to see, to behold the Son. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks... He broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. John nineteen twenty seven. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. Behold your mother. See, Jesus now addresses John as he places his mother in the care of her new son. Now, we know Jesus had natural brothers, and they would have certainly taken care of their mother. But we also know that none of Jesus' brothers had yet believed. None of them had yet believed in him. They didn't believe in Jesus until after the resurrection. So Jesus, with John, Jesus places his first disciple into the care of his beloved disciple. Hear that? Jesus places care of his first disciple with his beloved disciple. See, Jesus just doesn't give comfort. He also gives responsibility. And John takes responsibility. 
You know, one of the most important things I've done as a parent is to designate who will take care of my daughters in case both my wife and I die. And also providing the means for those people to do that. Now, I hope to live. I hope my wife lives. But in case, I have designated that responsibility. And really, faith in Jesus has two parts. Part one says, I believe Jesus will take care of me in this life and through eternity. Part one, I believe Jesus will take care of me in this life and through eternity. Part two says, I believe Jesus has something for me to take care of in this life. Get that? There's a responsibility. There's comfort and there's responsibility. What is it that Jesus has for me to take care of in this life? It's not his mother. It's not his children. Jesus asks me to take responsibility for his bride, the church. Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. There is comfort and there is responsibility. As we approach the foot of the cross... There will be a pen for you to, to pick up. It is a pen that has a cross and a fish. The cross is a reminder to behold the Son and take comfort in his sacrifice. The fish was an early symbol of the church. As Jesus told his disciples that they would be fishers of men, fishers of people. So the fish is a reminder to see the church and our responsibility, the two parts of faith. Jesus will take care of me in this life and through eternity, and Jesus has something for me to take care of. Please approach the cross. And let's close in prayer. Gracious God, the comfort of all who sorrow and the strength of all who suffer. The power for our responsibility. Let the cry of in of those in misery and need come to you and find your mercy present with them in all their afflictions and give us the strength to serve those who mourn and suffer physically, emotionally, and spiritually for the sake of you who suffered for us, the Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. 
And we pray for those who do not believe in Jesus Christ, that enlightened by the Holy Spirit, they too may enter the way of salvation. We pray for those who do not even acknowledge God, that following what is right in sincerity of heart, they may find the way to God through the cross. And we pray for the power of your Holy Spirit for those of us who do believe to take up our responsibility and care for the church. We go now with hope and comfort knowing that your death means our life. Amen.